This is the American Indoctrinated Podcast with Evan and Brittany. This is a show where we discuss issues that Americans have been indoctrinated on, have full-length discussions about how we got here, talk about the facts behind each issue, and how it links back to our constitutional rights. Let's go! Welcome to another episode of America Indoctrinated. It's a new week and there's always something coming out that a lot of us knew before and all of a sudden the mainstream media has decided to get on board. One of those things is the Hunter Biden laptop and perhaps why Ukraine would be such a sore point for a lot of the politicians and why we saw them go after Trump so ferociously for an impeachment over a phone call. Right. So... For those of you who aren't aware, the Hunter Biden laptop story is important because they basically completely discredited the laptop as pure 100% Russia propaganda. There was a concerted, correlated effort from everybody in the mainstream media, from the mainstream media all the way through the intelligence community and politicians alike, all condemning the Hunter laptop as just Russian propaganda, which confirmed their suspicions that Trump was a Russian agent, and they pretty much just wrote it off as that. Well, now you have mainstream media coming out and saying that this, in fact, this laptop is authentic and that everything that was being reported about what it was, the emails that it contained, the information that was in the laptop is accurate and is prevalent. What does that mean for Hunter Biden? I'm not exactly sure. It could mean tax evasion. It could mean he did not report himself as a foreign asset or foreign businessman like he should have. I'm not 100% sure. Obviously, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not in law enforcement, so I have no clue what that can mean for him. But what it means, if you look at the timeline of things, first, there was the Russia collusion investigation into Trump, which, by the way, was obviously proven to be false. And I find it ironic that so many in the media and so many politicians openly said, well, we can't talk about the Hunter Biden laptop. We can't investigate it because there's no substantiative evidence that this is real. Yet for two years, they peddled the Russian collusion without any substantial evidence that it was true. And then we were able to confirm, which what we all suspected was that the Russia collusion was not true. We were able to confirm it, even though the media was reporting on it for two years. But now they're all of a sudden saying, well, we can't report on the Hunter Biden laptop because we don't have any evidence that it's accurate, but we just won't say anything about it. Well, I think something that was also interesting that is also tied into all of this, the Russia collusion stuff, is that that stuff has already broke as well, that Hillary Clinton's campaign also hired someone for the Russian collusion. That just came out in the last couple of weeks, and that still hasn't hit mainstream media. People are too focused on Ukraine. But I think that it's all connected, the Hunter Biden stuff, as well as like the Russia Hillary stuff as well. Well, and so I think so as well. So it's like you had the Russia Trump collusion investigation, and then you had previous encounters with Biden and Zelensky, where Biden threatened Zelensky to fire like the lead district attorney in Ukraine. Otherwise, the Biden and Obama administration would not be sending aid to Ukraine. And then within like 24 hours, and Biden brags about this, within 24 hours, Zelensky fired this lead law enforcement guy, who you find out was actually investigating Burisma, who, which is the company that Hunter Biden sat on the board for. Right? As well as three other senators' sons. Mitt Romney's son, John Big Kerry's surprise. son, and Nancy Pelosi's son. Surprise, surprise. Big surprise there. So mm-hmm. then you follow the timeline, and this is how you know it's all connected. Then Trump has a conversation with Zelensky, kind of like 
essentially saying, I want to know some more information about why you fired this guy, this Hunter Biden laptop suspicious. I want some information about what's going on in Ukraine. And the media blew it up without any evidence as well that Trump had a quid pro quo conversation with Zelensky. And that's what led to Trump's first impeachment was this whole conversation with Ukraine. Now you see how the timeline has evolved into, well, we have this war going on with Ukraine and Russia. There is so much corruption and money laundering and dirt going on in Ukraine that is directly correlated to the Biden administration, which makes you realize this is why they wanted to paint the Russia collusion in the first place. This is why Hillary Clinton's campaign was involved. This is why they impeached Trump over the Zelensky phone call. They are trying their very hardest to keep the information that's in Ukraine about the Biden family and about the corruption between the Ukraine government and our own federal government. They're trying to keep that in the dark as long as they can. I also think a really, a really good, strong evidence supporting this as well is how quickly our government jumped at the opportunity to send $14 billion over to the Ukraine. I was reading that there's over 100,000 personal like family-owned restaurants that went bankrupt and lost their business over the last two years during COVID. If you divide 100,000 out by 15 billion, which is the 14 to 15 billion is the amount of money that Congress approved with like a blink of an eye to send over to the Ukraine. If you divided that over 100,000 companies, they could have given each company roughly $100,000, which I would imagine would have saved a good portion of those companies. This is demonstrative of the fact that the federal government and the Biden administration does not actually give two rats ass about the American people, about our pocketbook. They care about their own corruption, their own power, and they're doing everything they can to cover it up and to hide it. And if you look at everything that's gone on with the Russia collusion, the fact that that was the Hillary campaign that funded that, and it was been proven that that was a hoax, and the media did nonstop talk about it for two years. Now the media is claiming they can't talk about things that they can't verify. But now we do know that the Hunter Biden laptop has been verified to now the Biden administration jumping for joy to send 15 billion more dollars over to the Ukraine, not to mention the Biden involvement in the overthrow of the government in 2014 in the Ukraine. This is all connected. So when Trump said, I am trying to drain the swamp, I am trying to get rid of corruption, this is what he's talking about. And it doesn't take too much, you know, like we're just two podcasters that live in different states and we're able to find this information. Like we're able to connect these dots. This isn't too much work, to be honest. But I want to get your two cents on this before I move on. But there's a reason why I think it is so difficult for people to understand and connect all these dots. And I'll, I'll talk about that in just a minute. But I want to get your opinion on all this stuff. Well, I honestly think this is what happens when people are in power for too long. I mean, they basically use Ukraine to launder money. And I don't think it's just Democrats or just Republicans. I think they're all involved. Otherwise, we wouldn't see them all jumping on board with all the stuff they're doing right now. And to me, that's really the scary part is that up until two years ago, I don't think any of us realized how deep the corruption was or how close we are for our freedom not being ours anymore. And that these people really have bamboozled us for many, many years because this stuff didn't happen overnight, but it's all integrated between the government, the government families being involved. And, you know, you have the FBI, the CIA, you have all of these agencies that are colluding with each other against the American people. And we're the ones that pay the bills. What's tough too is like, as I've mentioned before, it's always top down. It's not left versus right. And I think that's even within these institutions because I have some friends and family that are in law enforcement all the way up through the FBI. I do have some family and friends that were CIA operatives after they were 
you know, in the military. That's pretty common once you've been deployed a few times to Iraq or Afghanistan. The CIA will pick you up as kind of like a contractor. I want to mention this because the ground level employees at these organizations, just like you see your general day-to-day police officers and your day-to-day doctors and nurses, they're all really good, hardworking, American-loving, freedom-loving people. You're obviously going to have a few bad apples in any organization, but just like we're seeing in the healthcare industry, it's not the doctors that you're going to see when you go to the hospital or the nurses that you're working with or the FBI agents on the ground level or the police officers that are doing their job every day or whatever. It's the top level people that are causing all these problems. It's not that the entire organization of the CIA or the FBI or even the DOJ or Homeland Security or any of that is corrupt at its core. I truly believe that the vast majority of the employees within the federal government are good, hardworking, honest people. I think we're what we're running into is what you're saying. We're having corrupt career politicians stay in power for way too long. And then they build out the administrative state, which is all the different three-letter organizations. And then they put people in charge of those three-letter organizations that support their ideologies that will help them push along their corrupt ideas. So when you hear people say, well, why didn't the FBI or the CIA or Homeland Security do more in these particular areas. It's not the ground level people. It's the people at the top that are working together with the career politicians to prevent these from going on. I also have friends who are Border Patrol agents and they say the same thing. They say the vast majority of Border Patrol agents are actually Mexican-Americans. So it's not like a whole bunch of white supremacist races guarding the border. It's the majority are Mexican-Americans and they're saying they're being their hands are being tied. They can't do their jobs. The vast majority of them love America. They love our ideals. So I just kind of wanted to get that out of the way. It's obvious that the elites, the corporate elites, the oligarchs at the top are trying to keep us at the bottom in the dark. And my big thing is like, why now all of a sudden are you seeing the mainstream media at the very minimum hopping on this Hunter Biden story? Well, I think that they don't really have a choice at this point. He was also sanctioned by Russia, which is so bizarre that he is a civilian. I think he's one of the only civilians that was Biden was. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, this this just happened last week. He sanctioned Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Jen Psaki. I think there's like 12 or 13 people in the administration. But Hunter Biden being one of the only ones, he's not a politician, he's not in the government. So I know that Putin's probably playing a game, but kind of weird. I'm not going to lie. Well, that's funny. But it's also funny that like from what it seems, the worst thing Hunter Biden could get legally speaking from this laptop is tax evasion. It would make sense why all of a sudden he became some artist where he paints and his paintings have been magically valued at like millions, millions, tens of millions of dollars. Some guy who's been a crack addict is now all of a sudden Picasso. Like what? But my theory is that the democratic establishment and the corporate media, along with all the corrupt career politicians in the administrative state from Nancy Pelosi all the way to the heads of, you know, all these departments, whether it's the FDA, the CDC or the CIA or whatever, whatever level of the corruption it goes to. I think they're all realizing that Biden needs to go. Not only is he old, he can't keep a sentence together. Nobody likes Kamala Harris. I think they're hedging their bets now and trying to essentially prop up a new Democratic candidate for 2024 because they're getting ahead of it now. I would imagine you'll start seeing someone running as a Democratic primary in the next year. And Biden's going to gonna be who who do you think it'll be? I think it'll be Gavin Newsom. Oh, I could see that. I could see him. I could see uh, the previous mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio. I could maybe see him. But they can't, um, they can't sell him to anyone. There's really? no way. 
no yeah i guess i could see newsom to anyone which is kind of funny because that would just be another white man you know they're all about bringing in these black and brown women and it's like we have those on our side like mia love the former congressional woman from utah like i would vote for her i'd vote for tulsi gabbard even Uh, there's a few others that i would probably vote for i candace owens if she ever ran i'd probably vote for her as well but anyway i think they're hedging their bet i think they're trying to get ahead of the backlash that they know is coming towards biden and they're trying to say like oh see we were on board we were trying to be nonpartisan with this stuff and i just think that's what they're doing right now it'll be interesting to see where this goes like honestly well not only that i mean criminal charges can be filed against joe biden as well because he was clearly involved at some level i mean it's yeah it's but if he, if he pleads if he pleads dementia, and I think that's what he's going to do. I think he's going to gracefully step away from politics because of personal health and fa- familial issues. And I think that's what will happen. Um, What's interesting is, is they've never released his bill of health to anyone. Yeah, go figure. Well, I so, thought that was the I don't know. It might be, but I'm not 100% sure. Something else I wanted to talk about with all this, though, that is interesting is I had a conversation with a good friend of mine who lives in Spain. He's from Spain. He lives there. Him and I connected on our missions together in Argentina. And we've just stayed in touch over the years. And I was just kind of chatting with him, chatting about his family. His ex-wife lives in Germany now, and she's going to school there. And I was just kind of talking to him about like what's going on with his kid and his ex-wife and then him and, and Spain. And they literally don't know almost nothing about what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. He told me Germany is in a really hard spot right now that his ex-wife moved to Germany for a better economic future because Spain has been in a recession and a crisis for like two decades right now. And I could go into that history at another time because I know it pretty well. But Spain has had a lot of financial problems. Their king, they had a king that stepped down, I think in like 2010, basically resigned from being king and his son became king because of all the corruption going on there. They have a lot of issues. Part of Spain tried to secede a few years ago, right before COVID, the northern part where Barcelona is. So needless to say, they have a lot of civil issues and they were really locked down during COVID. My friend said that they'd have to get permission with this like phone app and the military would have to come in and basically verify that they were able to go out. Lots of lockdowns. And when I was talking to him about COVID and I was talking to him about just the Ukraine and Russia thing, he had no idea. And he was telling me that his ex-wife might move back to Spain with their kid because she just is having a hard time with finances there. And I was like, well, do you know why? And he had no clue. They all blamed Putin. And I was like, well, Germany set up their society, same with most of Western Europe, Spain included, where they're all dependent on Russia's oil. He had no idea. And he had no, no knowledge about the Azov Battalion in Ukraine, how the Azov Battalion is a neo-Nazi group. And a lot of their money and training came from the United States. And that they essentially overthrew the government back in 2014. He had no clue about any of this. All they hear is Russia bad, Ukraine good. We need to listen to only what Russia tells us. And I thought that was crazy. Well, well but that's the thing. If if our government had it their way, they would have the same thing. But unfortunately for them, we have other opportunities to seek out news on our own where we're not as restricted in that way. I mean, granted, there are some serious issues with you know stuff being released and, and things like that. But I mean, I don't think I've gotten my news from mainstream media in I couldn't even tell you how long. I haven't either. Podcasting, that's where I get all my information from, or podcasts now. Podcasting and, you know, some news articles, some different outlets that are doing some independent reporting and things like that. But I mean, when you think about it, podcasting is one of the only outlets that isn't super regulated by anything. I mean, you literally can just do a podcast. You don't have to 
get approval from anyone. You don't have to like do any right. of that. So you could start a podcast where the whole thing is just fart noises. <laughs> yeah. And it's unregulated, which is, I mean, I don't think there's any other media that's that way. And podcasting is getting bigger. And I think we'll see what happens. But I think eventually podcasting could fall under some regulations just because they want control. But at this point, there is no regulation. Like right. I haven't seen any podcasts getting pulled down. I believe actually if Trump was on a podcast, I believe it did get taken down. Well, that was off YouTube. I think the podcast itself is still available on different platforms. I know YouTube pulled it. Well, well but just like with this Hunter Biden story or something I forgot to mention was Ashley Biden, her diary is now being confirmed from the New York Times as well. And I don't really know what information's in there. I know there were some allegations of like molestation and stuff like that. But um, even the well, mention of the Hunter Biden laptop a year ago, Facebook would completely pull you down. Like I remember when the New York Post first broke the story of the Hunter Biden laptop, Twitter was suspending accounts left and right who were posting it or sharing it. That's crazy, especially now considering that it has been verified. It was the same mm -hmm. thing with the Russia hoax collusion. Anybody who spoke out and said the Russian hoax collusion is a hoax and it's a lie was censored and removed from these platforms. This is demonstrative of the fact that not only is there, there's definitely a, an elite group of oligarchs at the top, there's corporate media sleeping and in bed with government. They're all colluding together to try and push one singular narrative, one single one. There's two different versions of the law to the way it's enforced, because look what they did to James O'Keefe at Project Veritas with the New York Times and the Ashley Biden diary. They raided his house over it, and he never even reported on it. He just ended up well, with a copy of it, but he couldn't validate it, so he didn't report on it. What's crazy about that, too, is... And the had, New York Times knew every single charge yeah, he was charged with was in the moment he was getting it. Yeah, I was just going to say that. They, like, texted him... Someone from the New York Times texted him like while the FBI agents yeah. were still there. And so that's where that particular situation is kind of like what I was referring to as well. Is like I know people are mad. They see the videos of those FBI agents there. There's definitely a dichotomy between being in law enforcement or being a doctor or being a nurse or whatever job you're in or being an emergency medicine technician of where you take an order and you defy that order because of your moral compass. And I don't want our country to devolve into this mindset of distrusting everybody that is coming to your door that represents law enforcement or healthcare in a certain way. Because I truly believe that that is an indoctrination tactic. They're trying to s separate the left from the right. And one way they can try and do that is to make everybody of a certain ideology, either distrust or hate kind of the class of people who are supposed to be our law enforcement agents or who are supposed to be our medical staff because of that you know, you look at that video of the agents going through James O'Keefe's apartment or his reporter's apartment, and I'm like, it's hard to tell from the video because it, there's not all the context there. But it's also like these men and women in these positions are, in fact, I give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm just trying to do what they believe is right. And I, I give most of them the benefit of the doubt that if that something is wrong, they will step away from their position of power. I know plenty of police officers who have done that. I would like to see more. And I think organically when people do that, when there is a conflict of their morality in these situations, whether it's a journalist who won't report on something because their higher ups tell them not to, even though they know they should report on it, or it's a law enforcement agent enforcing an unjust warrant, I would hope more people would step away from those positions. But I also think you have to consider as much as they lie to us, how much do you think they lie to people executing searches? I don't know that they would be 100% truthful on what that is or 
maybe they were told another reason why they were looking at James O'Keefe. That yeah, exactly. That's my point. Is like you know the information we're getting is that you know they were he was investigated, James O'Keefe was investigated because of this Ashley Biden journal. But maybe they told the FBI agents that like he had like weapons or he was planning on doing an assassination or because I and I and I don't know the ins and outs of law enforcement enough to know like when these agents are executing a warrant, if they get to know all the information or if it's just like, here's the warrant. All you get to know is that you need to collect all their computers and you need to collect all the notebooks there. And they're a dangerous person. I don't know if they know all the background information, but even if they did, maybe that background information is this person is dangerous. This person is trying to plan an assassination or this person is da, 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 da. And so they're just going off the limited information they have. And that's why it's important for journalists to do their job. It's important for journalists to be honest. It's important for law enforcement agents or emergency medical technicians or nurses to all be honest because then it keeps these elites at the top of the pyramid accountable for everything they're doing. And it makes it easier for the American public to trust those who are supposed to be serving them and or who are in power. And so it's frustrating to see because we've been gaslit on everything for the last four years particularly with the Trump-Russia collusion, COVID, now the Biden problems and with Russia and Ukraine, it's like really hard to know where to go and who to trust. And it's really easy to default into a position of distrust and anger towards the faces you see every day, which are the law enforcement people, the faces you see at the hospitals. But I encourage everybody to not do that because that is actually what they want. They want another January 6th kind of situation. They want people who are more right-leaning, who maybe voted for Trump or who are more independent libertarian minds. They want to see us reacting negatively. They want to see us attacking police. They want to see us attacking hospitals, things like that, because they want that narrative to paint. And I know that's not the reality for people in our on our side. People on our side just want to live and let live and they love and they just want to have a happy, safe, prosperous country. I agree with that. And I, th- I think it's also really hard to believe what they've done. Even for me, sometimes I feel like I'm kind of a little crazy because of all the stuff that I see going on and the fact that I believe it because it's true. And the way that the media spins it and things like that, it just kind of makes you feel. Like- and this is the whole point, right? They try to make you feel like you're alone, like you're a crazy person. You know, we all dr- joke about like the tinfoil hats and stuff, but what they've done is so outlandish and so morally and ethically wrong that I think a lot of us have a hard time reconciling that that's really what's happening. It's really disheartening to see people that you know were raised in at least somewhat of a similar culture as you were of the values that were inculcated in you from childhood up until adulthood. It's really hard to have been taught those things and to recognize it as the American way, like our traditions and our culture, and to see people stomp on those ideals it's really disheartening to see that happen knowing full well that like these people weren't raised in like North Korea, you know, they weren't raised in Iran where they were told that women don't have rights and that it's okay to kill offenders of your religion. It's like, this is America. It's like We know the values that they've been taught. We know the values that they know, and they're choosing to not follow those values. These journalists should be ashamed of themselves who actively knowingly chose not to report on the Hunter Biden laptop. And their excuse was, well, we couldn't verify it. We had no evidence that it was true. So we didn't want to report on something we couldn't verify. Yet they spent two years reporting on the Trump-Russia collusion, which they could not verify, and which ended up being completely false. So where were they getting their information that made them think, well, we can verify this enough to report on it, 
when it ended up being false? And then how come they didn't report on the Hunter Biden laptop when they said they didn't have evidence to report on it when it turned out to be true? It's like, where are they getting their information and how much work and effort are they actually putting into their job and their, you know, their responsibility to be reporting the truth and to be true journalists? Well, I think that's the other thing. It's like having the ability to work for an independent news media outlet is probably the best opportunity for them to stay honest. Because I do think that like CNN gives marching orders and things like that. I do think there's a certain level of marching orders or control that the top bureaucratic, you know, elites have within all those organizations, whether it's CNN or Fox or MSNBC or, you know, any of the administrative organizations that govern our country. But it is up to the journalist, individual journalists or the individual you know, law enforcement agent or you know, nurse or doctor, whoever it is to follow what they know to be right and to do what is right. And when that starts happening at a more frequent pace, even like teachers, whoever it is, they start following a true moral compass. They start being honest. That's how they gain the trust of the American people back. Because right now it's pretty clear that it is, it's gone and it's going to take a long time for it to come back. Yeah. And I don't think that even with the media and things like that, I think it's a dying media because we have so many other ways to get information that mainstream media is not going to be a thing in 10 years. No, I think that we'll see it evolve, which I think will be a good thing because I think people need to be able to pick and choose where they get their information. And I think that CNN has really done a lot of damage along with MSNBC. Fox has even done some damage. None of them are perfect, but I do think that we'll see a medium start to change, at least in the U.S. I think that we'll see more podcasting, more the YouTube, the rumbles, that kind of stuff, and the streaming, I think we will see these media companies die. One can hope. (laughs) Yes, let's hope. All right, we're going to wrap it here, but thanks so much for tuning in. Please listen, like, and subscribe, and we'll see you guys next week. If you like this episode, share it with your friends, write us a review, listen, like, and follow the podcast, and we will see you all next week.